0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of What the Policy. I'm sitting with my friend Jen. We have licorice tea. I'm loving this tea. It's so good. good. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so happy that Jen has volunteered, kindly volunteered, to sit down and talk with me about the outcome of the Australian federal election that we had over the weekend. Very excited to be here, Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Outcome of the federal election was a huge surprise mm-hmm. for a lot of people because a lot of the polling was indicating that Labor, mm. that Labor would win.
1: Even I knew that Labor was supposed to win, <laughs> it, and they did not. They did not.
0: It was a surprise. I think even uh, even Scott Morrison called it a miracle. The thing is, what's interesting is that they're still counting the votes. Like they haven't stopped counting, but they've done enough that they know that the Liberal National Coalition will have a clear. A clear majority, mm-hmm. and actually, my friend sent me a message, a question. Oh, on this podcast, super exciting! Uh, when it started looking like we're going to have a Liberal National government, the question was: Is it going to be a small majority? Is it going to be a minority government? What's up with that? Basically, it's all about the number of seats in the House of Representatives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's 151,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to have a clear majority, they needed 77 seats. Because otherwise
1: that 's when you have to like link in with some independence, yep yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. 's exactly right, so yeah, that was the question of oh, will it be a minority government, will they only have a small majority, will they have to do deals mm. but no they 've got a they 've got a clear majority based on the predictions, hmm. so then labor uh, they looking at my <laughs> my beautiful notes it 's predicted that labour will have sixty seven seats, which is significantly less mm. than the liberal national coalition and um I think, looking at the total numbers, they think that the coalition will have gained four seats, while Labor will have lost four seats. Yeah, right. Broadly speaking. And then you've got six other people
1: mm. who are from minor parties or doing their own thing. Yeah, Like Zali Stegall. That's right. She beat Tony Abbott. She did. Who mm. watched that speech. Yes. So
0: that's a former prime minister who is no longer in government. Mm. Very interesting development there. I also wrote down some information about the Senate, because everyone focuses on the House of Reps, because whoever has the majority in the House of Reps makes the government. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, the Senate, it doesn't look like the the Liberal National Coalition will have a majority. So it'd be harder for them to pass bills? Yep, that's right! Nice one. Oh yeah, so they'll have to negotiate a lot with the independents and Mm -hmm. minor parties. But also, Labour also won't be close to majority either, that's the thing, so... It'll be very much, it'll be a lot of negotiation to get things through the Mm -hmm. Senate, which will be interesting. So we elected 40 people into the Senate. So the rest of them um, were elected three years ago, but they were elected for a six-year term. Fun fact.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that we did that.
0: Yeah, so that's why Pauline Hanson was not um, part of the election. So I've been trying to focus all the, well, I've been trying to understand what the media is saying, because obviously this was a real... Surprise win, mm. real surprise win, and trying to understand why was it such a surprise, or why did Labor lose? From your perspective, what have what have what have you come across in the news? Like
1: my main source of news, which is Facebook, um, also seems surprised <laughs> that <laughs> Liberals yeah. won. There are people who are worried that um, I don't know the Liberal government will be a lot more conservative than yeah. the Labor government. I don't know. Yeah. This is just what has happened in my uh, Facebook trolls.
0: I think a lot of what I've seen on social media is probably about the climate change aspect oh, I've of missed it. Missed that completely. Yeah, but I think it's uh, like you say. It really it depends on the people in your network. Oh, mm. I mean, that sounds so that sounds so pretentious. <laughs> people in your <laughs> network. That 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 aspect of social media and polling is why they think the polling might have been so off because. Back in the day, everyone had a landline, so they would just call people's houses. And apparently, people were more willing to do a little phone survey. Mm. Whereas now, not everyone has a landline, and I think I read somewhere about uh, a professor that predicted the that the Liberal National Coalition would retain power by analysing Twitter. I can't interesting, yeah. So that's um one of the things is yeah they think that um conservative voters were missing or I think somewhere I read I can't remember who so I'm sorry I can't quote it but they were calling them the quiet Australians maybe it may have even been Scott Morrison that said that and they were saying that with polling right now you're just hearing from the loudest voices
1: mm.
0: so mm. maybe you're actually missing a significant chunk of the population mm. yeah that's that makes sense yeah it it does it does it made sense when I read it too mm. <laughs> like yeah that that does make sense there's this one quote that I read from this article that I but well, was quite to the point. It was, quote, Labour was crushed under the weight of its own ambition, an unlikable leader, and ineffective messaging, end quote. So some some journalists were commentating saying that not enough detail was being provided about Labor's policy plans. Um, and also they think it broadly focused on more of metropolitan areas oh. and more environmental concerns. And... Um, Compared, comparing that with the Liberal... It was very much a Liberal campaign where Scott Morrison was front and centre. Yeah. And yep. it, made it it was all about him and it was a personal contest with Bill Shorten. And the Liberal agenda was more, more about the economy, more about jobs, and it was very much a scare campaign about all the policies that Labour wanted to introduce. I think especially... Thinking about the voting results, Queensland has been copying a lot of flack, But I think I read a great article that was saying you need to keep in mind that Queensland actually had the most marginal seats in the
1: election. Is marginal when it's like can go either way, like on yeah, the cusp. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue.
0: <laughs> yes. No. Thank you. This is this is the thing, and that's why I was asking the questions at the beginning because because I've been trying to read all this stuff. I start to forget what I didn't know before I started getting mm. into it, if that makes sense. And I'm really trying to be, I want to be as clear as possible.
1: Mm, no, I'm following. Good. I'm following. Good
0: call. Good call. But also I think going back to Queensland, people also need to remember that they currently have a Labour government. So I, I've, just, I've just heard comment, comment, commentary where they're saying, you know, Queensland hates the Labour Party and Queensland hates progress. But the thing is, yeah, there's a it's a real diff- different economic situation in Queensland. And particularly when it comes to climate change, that's a really it's a really challenging issue in Australia because mm-hmm. you've probably I'm sure you've heard about the Adani mine in passing. Maybe not. It's so totally sure. fine. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a book on it. I'm oh. going to read it and then I'm going to do a podcast episode about it because Great. it is so complicated. It's a coal mine that's going to be, is in process of being set up in Queensland. Currently, there are a couple of, there are a couple of environmental reports that are holding it back. It's obviously, it was obviously a real concern for voters, you know, it's great to talk about climate change policies, but for you know, you've really got to be considerate of immediate concerns of people, I think, when it comes to economic growth and job security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really complicated and there's obviously a lot for both for both major parties to really learn from this election think about i guess it's thinking about what do we do now we've got we know that we have a liberal national coalition majority government
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what does that mean for australia for the next three years um these are big questions these are big questions that cannot be unpacked in 20 to 30 minutes
1: i don't know uh what they what policies they were giving out during the election campaign. Like, I don't know what they yeah. were. Can you tell me some
0: well, briefly about that? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know anything.
1: No, no, it's totally
0: fair. And actually, this was a big difference. So you had the, um, the Labor Party was really pushing quite a strong... <clears throat> I don't know why am I avoiding... I think the licorice is... <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I'm loving the tea, though. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to keep going okay. with it. So, the Labour Party was really pushing quite a complex – again, I don't know why, it's the C words that seem to be Mm. really stumbling me today – quite a large policy agenda, whereas yeah the Liberal Liberal National Coalition – well, really, Scott Morrison – it was really personality-based and it was, you know, maintain the status quo. Mm. So, in terms of what they're actually going to do now – I know I do have some notes specifically on relating to climate change. So pretty much, you can expect no major changes over the next three years. So they the the policy they're going with is this two billion dollar um, climate solutions package, which is being rolled out over fifteen years. But the criticism there is that that doesn't go far enough. And at the well, at the time when I was looking this up, there doesn't seem to be a plan to boost renewables or investment in renewable energy okay but that's that's the one i know and i also did my research on their housing policy oh yeah which i
1: can tell you yeah i'd love to hear about that
0: yeah i think i remember your question was what does this mean for first term like what does the election mean for first term buyers
1: yeah the, the the result
0: yeah yeah result wise interestingly so the liberal national again I, every time i say that i feel like i should just say scott morrison so scott morrison said we're going to introduce we promised to introduce a 500 million first home loan deposit scheme for first home buyers the thing is labor said that they would match that policy so there really wasn't going to be a diff- too much of a difference Oh, for you anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, because the reason that I ask <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that because we've been looking for house, looking at houses, mm. and you know, people have been saying to us, you know, wait till after the election, things will be different. You know, Labour will come yes. in. You know, I, I don't know exactly how the You know, whether it's the first homeowners grant will be more, or um, whether house prices will suddenly drop. I don't uh, yeah not 100% sure what the connection is but people kept saying wait till after the election things are going to change.
0: Yeah, well I guess they're right. I mean I guess regardless this new, this this scheme was going to come in. Mm. So pretty much what it is is single people earning up to 125,000 or couples earning up to 200,000 um, uh, they will be eligible for first home for the scheme. If you've saved 5% of the value of the home, usually you'd have to put in a a 20% deposit and it's capped to 10,000 borrowers. The the main reason it's capped is because if you had a policy like this and there was no limit to the number of people who could do it, demand would increase, Mm. obviously. Mm. And then, then prices would probably go up. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's why I, I think the way that Scott Morrison was framing it was, you know, it's it's going to help people who you know they've, made, they've got the five percent saved, and they're looking we can help them get their first home.
1: Okay, okay.
0: yeah. And I, I mean, there were there were some concerns that I read again, trying to trying to just simplify and succinct, succinctly explain the mm-hmm. concerns. One was, this will re- really rely on the cooperation of banks mm-hmm. because I think when a bank is assessing you for a mortgage they look at they look at a risk profile basically a smaller deposit will probably mean bigger interest payments over time yeah, yeah. that's that's at the core of it so yeah and, and the other big concern was that well we were talking about this the other week if house prices are falling then you might end up in a case of in a situation of negative equity oh yes and that basically means you know let's say i like i buy i buy a kayak and it's currently worth $500 and then but within a year it's now only worth 300
1: mm.
0: so i'm in negative equity yeah yeah and yeah. I, that's such a simplified no like, I, yeah yeah so yeah, you follow yeah yeah and i was actually listening to <laughs> i love this stuff i was listening to i was listening to an interview with i think it was chris bowen from the labor party talking about because they obviously labor labor matched this policy mm-hmm during the election period, and from memory Chris Chris Bowen was saying, he was saying that you know, negative equity is only a problem if you're looking to sell the property.
1: Mm.
0: Anyway, um, I mean, there's not a lot of detail about how this would work though, that's the thing, so I think that's why your friends are right. Definitely wait, now that we know the Liberal National Coalition will have the majority and They'll be getting themselves sorted, which actually leads me to the last thing I wanted
1: to talk about. Oh, yes. What happens now? (laughs) Now they have to pick their cabinet. Yes. Scott Morrison has to pick his cabinet. That's exactly right. And he's in a really interesting
0: position because, as we we said before, the miracle election Mm -hmm. win, he definitely has a unique opportunity where he's probably got a lot of sway in the party right now, you know he because
1: he like brought them to success yeah they
0: mm. apparently i've again listening to podcasts or reading news articles even it seems like even key liberal party members or i don't know who they were were did not think that they were going to win
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: so what happens now yes so as we said before they're still they're still carrying the votes but mm. that actually hasn't finished. And what happens is, I actually looked this up because I haven't really looked into this before, pretty much the names of the winners will be certified and provided to the Governor General.
1: Oh. Mm.
0: Potentially the State Governor General, depending if they're in the House of Reps or Senate. That's probably unnecessary detail. Point is, the winners get certified. And the date for that is the 28th of June. Oh,
1: that's not for ages.
0: Yeah. And then according to the Constitution, Parliament has to be summoned to meet, like, within 30 days of the Governor-General being f- informed of what's going on, who's won. So we would expect to see Parliament sitting by the end of July, before the end of July.
1: May I ask a quick question? Hit me. <laughs> what What is happening now, before they sit? Like, who's... In charge of things. That is an excellent question. Thanks. And here is my pre-prepared answer that oh, I looked up. Great. Again,
0: I because I, I used to work. I used to work in the public service, and so I've I've heard of caretaker mode before. I don't know. If, have you heard of caretaker, caretaker nope. mode? No. Yeah. So pretty much, Scott Morrison is actually still the prime minister. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what happens is he will resign once it becomes clear who's got the majority in the House of Representatives or who commands the confidence. Oh. Yeah, so he'll resign and then get reappointed, basically oh. immediately. But the main thing is, so we can't be without a government. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so um, the ministers from the last government before the election, they're still looking after their ministerial mm-hmm. responsibilities, and you know, government, the public service is still doing their thing. Mm. The main thing is, they won't enter into any significant contracts, mm. or they won't they won't make any significant appointments. But they'll keep they'll keep providing services. They'll keep churning out briefs. They'll be doing their thing. Okay. And we still have, yeah. So you know, you know, if we had a na- like a natural disaster or an emergency, we'd still have ministers with portfolio responsibilities. Yeah, right. To respond in that way. Yeah. So it it was really interesting. Yeah. But basically, they can't do anything drastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But government has to keep running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting. So what happens is once. The prime minister is re, well, in this case, will be reappointed mm-hmm. by the GG, Governor General. The prime minister will then say, "Hey, you should appoint these ministers, his cabinet."
1: The prime minister tells the governor general, "Yeah, right, gotcha." Yeah, interesting, cause, cause, because 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 we're a constitutional monarchy. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: I mean, the governor
0: general is not is not going to say no. That's the thing. Like, well, like, yeah. Fine, yeah, he won't.
1: Wasn't there one time where the Governor-General fired the Prime Minister? Yes. Yes, that did happen.
0: Actually, that would be a really good podcast episode. Yeah, that would be cool. That would
1: be interesting, mm. because it was a
0: really unique yeah, mm. time in history. In terms of what else is happening right now, the Labour Party is working out who their new leader is.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because Bill Shorten stepped
0: down. Yeah, immediately, Saturday night, mm. when it was clear that he, they were just not, not going to win, yeah. because this is the second election that they've lost with him as leader. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, at the time of recording, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, Anthony Albanese is the only, the only candidate. And I've been following this closely, so we don't have to go into too much detail. But I'm happy to. There's been, like, backwards and forwards about, you know, who's going to nominate from who. So, within the party, you have factions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah from yeah. different sides, and it's really interesting, but... The main thing is, it looks like there's only going to be one candidate now, which is not as interesting. So, yeah, I feel like I set that up, but it's really (laughs) the most interesting part is over. (laughs) Uh, And it's always so hard because you can read news articles that make it sound really dramatic and Mm. I'm like, yeah, following politics, but then how many people are actually following this and what does it actually
1: mean? For people no surely quite a few people are um following this mm, i I am not yeah. but I am now, <laughs> but I guess also, how will we know if we can't trust the
0: polls we don't know how engaged yeah. people are, yeah. with politics uh, mm. well, that's another that's a probably a, that's another that's another oh yeah so many topics yeah. but I think that's I'm just looking over my my really fancy notes, and I, I think, I think that's everything that I had prepared. Okay, yeah. Do you have any uh, last
1: questions? <laughs> I think that uh, you know you've really shone a light for me. Um, yeah, I'm deeply touched. No, really, Thank truly, <laughs> truly. Because uh, I feel like I, I, I don't know. Maybe I would just live, go through life in a bit of a bubble, and. You know, without you coming and talking to me about this stuff, my life would have just continued as is. Mm. But now I have some insight. I'm glad. Well,
0: yeah, I because I remember, so I started my public policy master's mm. beginning of last year mm. because I wanted to understand more about public policy and government and how it all works. And I remember I thought to myself, you know, I really want to delve into this. I really want to understand. But it was so overwhelming at the mm. beginning and it's still overwhelm- overwhelming, because I feel like I should read, I should be able to understand what people are talking about. And still, when I was looking up the housing policy, I was really like, mm, okay, I need to read, like, five articles. <laughs> but maybe
1: it. that's not a problem, like, a you problem. Maybe that's the problem that we all have, because the government is being, or the politicians, yeah. you know, are being... Confusing on purpose, or some Mm. things are not. You know, maybe maybe the problem is not you, but maybe it's coming from higher up, and that's something that needs to be addressed to get people more engaged. I don't, I don't know. I I definitely think so.
0: That's my sneaky plan with this podcast.
1: Two episodes (laughs) now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Try and explain things, and hopefully not get anything wrong. But as I've learned it's okay to make mistakes. Mm. As long as you learn from them. correct. So if I have got something wrong, just let me know. (laughs) I will address it (laughs) and make sure I continue to be factually correct. Mm. Because that is my goal. Okay. Oh, and I guess the last thing I wanted to say was that we had this big flurry of activity with the election. And Mm -hmm. I I, I guess uh, my hope is that people will still want to stay interested Mm. in policy and, you know, not get too potentially disheartened given that it's the same government in power for three years. But actually, I, one thing I want to do in a future podcast is unpack how you, you know, as a person just living your life, how you could get involved in mm. the policy making process or sphere or how to work out what interests you or maybe get more informed about issues. And, yeah, because there's so I, – I was writing down ideas. There's so many things. Like there's – in Victoria, we have the Royal Commission into Mental Health. Oh. Submissions are now open. So as a member from the public, you can make a submission. Okay. I'd love to talk about that. Um, And I guess like we talked about before, the Adani mine, climate change, so many really big, complicated policy Mm. topics to unpack. But anyway, this is just me plugging myself. The point is, (laughs) email me your questions, follow me on Instagram because I've decided I want to do polls. Oh yeah, I haven't, nice I haven't done one before, and I think that would be really fun. Yeah, and it will help me work out what to prioritize on my list because mm-hmm. I've it's too long. There's too many things I want to mm. talk about, and also, i I don't think I didn't introduce you at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Jen is one of my best mates of many years, and mm. she's a physiotherapist, and she has a small business,
1: <laughs> and it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's called Up To No Goo Co. And uh, we do grazing tables, um, platters, and takeaway boxes for all events. Yes. They're on Facebook and Instagram if you want to have a look. And the photos are amazing. Oh, I you. just look at them. Thank you, thank you. And I just think I really want one. <laughs> My business partner, Steph, is incredible. Ah, oh, incredible at the photos. She's amazing. Check it out. Thank you for listening.
0: And, yeah stay in touch. Oh no, that's terrible. I still haven't worked out how to end a podcast. Also, if you have a suggestion for an intro music,
1: intro oh, music because yeah, currently it's looking
0: like me and my friend Lauren will record ourselves, me on my ukulele, Lauren, I'm not sure what you'll be playing. Maybe we'll steal a tambourine, I don't know, yeah, but come on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it could be good. Could be good. Could be terrible. Surely my family has some musical instruments. My, my sister plays the flute. Do you want flute? <laughs> it could be really ethereal. Yeah. A little bit. Well, because
0: I don't know if I want to go dramatic or fun or deep and mystical. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Really it. Anyway, point is, please,
1: please send me ideas. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>